Hey, what is up? Welcome to Pro Wrestling Nation. I, of course, am your host. My name is Funky Samadina, and I am joined by comedian Kevin Brady. I was going to say your uh, your Irish name, Kevin, but I just I couldn't pronounce it. You know what? Let me tell you real quick before we get started here. Uh, I was going to hit you up to be like, hey, we're still good, right? And I go to my 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 messenger and I type in K-E-V-I-N. Nothing comes up. Nothing comes up at all. And I'm like, I need to go to my Facebook, find this dude. So I can message him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that that's kind of the point. Like, I went with the Irish spelling just because uh, I wanted to control who found me. Yeah, like nah. You, you, if you need if you need the personal messenger, like you'll find me if you need me. I mean, um, yeah, it depends on how much you want to look. I was like, all right, this is worth it. Yeah, you know what? I, 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 we agreed to do this. Let's actually try to find this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, how you doing, man? Oh, uh, you know, living living life. Uh, you know, told you before the show, it's been raining almost nonstop out here in Massachusetts. So it's a, it's almost like I'm up in Washington, which is cool, I guess. But no, it's a yeah, it's, it's been pretty good out this way. You know, it's a pretty mild be safe, summer. Be safe out there because when it's here, when you're here and it's raining and it's warm, they say earthquake weather. You know, people don't think Massachusetts gets earthquakes, and we really don't. But every so often, there'll be one that's like a 2.5, and we'll be like, <laughs> "Dude, I get 2.5s when I fart too hard." Yeah, it's like I mean, that's nothing. Wait, did, did a truck go by? Is there construction on the street? Like. We have we have to be told in the news that an earthquake hit. We don't even realize it. <laughs> One time, uh, there was an earthquake in Southern California, and like yeah. it hit, it was so hard that we felt it here. Like we like well, I was like, did we feel something? Right? It was like, did we feel something? And then you look yeah. at things that are hanging up and they're like swinging. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, like I I can't imagine at all. Like uh, you know, we we get snow, and I mean, we get snow like. Uh, there was one winter a few years back that we got almost 140 inches of snow. Wow! But but that was only only across six weeks because it did. We had no snow until like the end of January, and then it snowed almost every day for six weeks straight. And Damn. it was uh, yeah, and it was cold the whole time too. So it's not even like it melted a little bit. It was snow on top of snow on top of snow. There was no place to put it. Wow, you know I am in my forties and I've never been to snow. Uh, never in my I, life. I'd say, I'd say you've never lived, but uh, rain I mean, at is this a lot. Point, I'm stuff. just like, eh, you know, I, I've done this long without it. I, I'm good. I just heard it's cold and wet. That's fine. I don't need that. You know, the funny thing is, like, uh, specifically that winter where we got 140 inches, uh, that was my pre-comedy days. I worked as a letter carrier for the post office. Oh, so. wow. Yeah, my first no. day on the job was that was my first day on the job, January twenty sixth, two thousand fifteen. That's when the snowstorm started. That was my first day on the job. 
Well, and so, then they say right through snow and rain and sleet and oh, dogs yeah, and so. whatever else bullshit is out there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that was that was my first time uh, working for the mall. My my first day working with the post office, and I was carrying throughout that winter where it was you know twenty degrees on a warm day. And you have snow banks that are eight to 10 feet high because you can't put it anywhere. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was terrible. But as soon as it started melting and we got into the spring and it started raining, I was like, Oh damn, I'd rather the snow, like snow, it hits your body and just kind of evaporates. But once it starts raining, it's in your jacket, it's in your clothing. Oh, you're yeah. just miserable the whole day. Just so, absorbs, everything just absorbs it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I was going to, uh, I was going to say real quick, um, you know, the the post office is a lot like the NFL, right? Because sleet and snow and rain and all this stuff. So if the mailman can deliver, then so can Tom Brady. Hey, you know what? He uh, He's able to retire. Maybe he's staying retired this time. Uh, we'll see. But, yeah. The NFL and the USPS both have good unions. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and they both have good uh, rain boots or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> good cold weather gear. They must hire Mr. Plow from The Simpsons. <laughs> Man, so what's been uh, what's been going on in your world besides snow? I'm not snow, rain. Is it raining? It's raining on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's literally seems like every day it rains, but it's also eighty something degrees most days. Oh, so it rains just enough to cool it off at night, and then it's wet and gross in the morning. So it gets super humid and muggy too, uh, and then. It rains again, <laughs> and then it dries out for a day, and then it rains again. It's just that's uh that's summer in uh in in Massachusetts. It's uh it's swampland. It's pretty it's pretty intense. Uh, you got about six good weeks at the end of September to early November. That's basically it. That's the good weather of the year. Oh yeah, that's good weather. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, like, remind me not to move to Massachusetts. Yeah, you know what? You can be, uh, you can be, we call them snowbirds. You know, you move south in the winter and move back north in the summer. You can be like a, you can be a leaf peeper. Just come out, come out to see the foliage in October and then go back to San Jose. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, so, um, just so like we can get to know you a little bit better on, cause you're on, the, you're on my hypothetical comedy podcast, uh, but you haven't yeah. done this before. Uh, so you are a comedian. Uh, when did you start doing comedy? Uh, I started doing comedy back in 2018. Um, I spent a, a good amount of my adult life working, well, uh, involved in different forms of arts. I was a musician for a while, uh, did a lot of stage acting, did some movies, like background acting, small films and things like that. Uh, but something I was always really interested in was comedy. And um, you know, I'd, I'd come home from school after, uh, you know, watch TV and a lot of people would put on like MTV to watch music videos because I'm old enough to still have music videos on MTV. Yeah. They, yeah. um, I remember those days, <laughs> barely. It, it's been longer without them than they had them on. It's, it's a horrible thing to realize, wow. but yeah, I would, uh, I would come home and I'd put on Comedy Central and I'd see like Comedy Central presents half hours uh, and like kids in the hall at three o'clock on a on a weekday, and yeah, that's that's what I watched when I got home. So I was always interested in it. And um, you know, in uh, 2017, my wife and I moved from Massachusetts to New Jersey, and we were 
you know, spitting distance from New York City. And, you know, I was like, you know what, we're here. You know, nobody knows me here. Like, find an open mic, go to an open mic in New York, and just say you did it. Yeah. Just say you did it. And I tell people all the time. You of yourself, right? You never have to see those people again. Exactly. And I, I always tell people, especially if somebody is thinking about it or they're for, like really new into it, the worst thing that can happen at your first open mic is people laughing. Because if pe- if you get even a small like sympathy laugh, <laughs> yeah, you're like you're done. You're, you're you're. I mean, I've I've been in for about five years now, and like that brief smattering on a new joke, I'm like, oh, that shit's gonna kill. You know, if you go up there and just bomb, and I mean, like eat shit crickets for five minutes at your first open mic. You'll it's scared straight. You'll never do it again. You're like, well, that's not for me. <laughs> that's not. I'm not about that life. Um, so yeah, you know, you, you go and you do your first open mic, and it's in New York City, and you got a handful of laughs. It's like, oh, and you know what I they can't... say about New York? If you make it there, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, and uh, it's a concrete jungle where dreams are made. I guess I don't know. <laughs> And also, you know, yeah, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it, the worst thing you can do with New York, if you've never been to New York, just leave Midtown, just get the hell away from there. Cause you'll hear, uh, you'll see the pedal cabs driving by and all of them are blasting that friggin' Alicia Key song. <laughs> no, I'm, I've never heard this song more in my life than <laughs> walking through Midtown. <laughs> Good like, to know. Yep. Good to know. That's super cool, man. That's awesome. Uh, so what about professional wrestling? When did you uh, discover and fall in love with that? Oh, boy. Uh, golden age WWF, my friend. Um, yeah, I mean, I grew up in um, kind of the heart of the old WWF territory. I grew up in central Massachusetts. Um, the oh, old wow. WWF. Yeah, they, they ran from... You know, Madison Square Garden was their 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 mecca. Their, their yeah, you know, always, always, always growing up, whether it was the WWF or trickling down to like the territories, I guess, and and then later on the in the independence and stuff. There wasn't a lot of stuff really in California. You know, um, it was always like in the East Coast, closer to the East Coast and stuff. Uh, you know, yeah. there was a few you know territories on the West Coast, whatever, like San Francisco, I guess, and and Portland. But those weren't really those were before yeah. my time, essentially. You know, yeah, and I mean, even, even, yeah, I mean, even for me, like you know, I was I was coming up in you know the the early days of like the the monopoly era of WWE, uh, you know, WWF. Let's it was the WWF then. Um, so like the territories were basically done. There were still a couple that were kicking around, but yeah, you know, right. same. Was, you know, wrestling was exactly yeah. So like late 80s early 90s wrestling was still like obviously it was huge you know you had hulkamania but you know in the northeast specifically there was always kind of you know a solid wrestling fan base uh going back you know into the 40s and 30s back you know when it was still more or less shoot fighting um so 
you had a lot of people that were interested in it. And of course, you know, you're talking late eighties, early nineties, you know, you got Hulkamania, you had the ultimate warrior, the warrior, the, these gigantic larger than life personalities and the old, you know, good will always triumph over evil. And, you know, you're, you're looking at these superheroes, these real life superheroes. Like you could meet Hulk Hogan. You can't meet Superman, but you could meet Hulk Hogan. And, you know, for, for what it was worth, you know, like WWF superstars, they would broadcast the show on Saturday morning. So, you yeah. know, you had your Saturday yeah. morning cartoons in your wrestling. And, you know, being in the Northeast and WWF was always, the t- that was the federation. That was the, that was what you watched for wrestling. You know, we didn't, re- didn't have cable until I was, you know, uh, you know, 10, 11 or something like that. Um, so, I, I knew that there was another wrestling company out there. Like I knew WCW existed because I used to read the old wrestling magazines and I'd see pictures of these guys. Yeah. Uh, I followed I, them also through the aftermags. Yeah. So like you get like pro wrestling illustrated. Yeah. It was still like a and physical. Then, and then the first thing you do is flip to the back where it has the top rankings yep. of every company and then of the overall and then tag teams. And I used to love that was like my, one of my favorite parts was the rankings. Yeah, because you're you're getting all this information about you know about wrestlers that you've never heard of. Like you know, I knew who Ric Flair was because he was in WWF for a little while. Um, I knew who Ric Flair was. I knew who he was coming into the WWF because of the magazines. Yeah, and I was like ten years old or something. Just ninety one. I was like nine or ten years old. You were so you were pretty young uh, when Ric Flair yeah. came into the WWF. I knew that he had a belt and I knew it was pixelated and I knew what that belt was supposed to be. Um, and I knew yeah. at 10 years old that I was watching something that was a pretty big deal. Yeah. Because you're watching somebody who's, he, he shouldn't be here, but he is. And he shouldn't have know, that belt is what we exactly. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was pixelated too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like they're showing something obscene on Saturday morning television. Like, no, well, the thing was was they they yeah. didn't want to show the belt for a potential lawsuit, yeah. and then exactly, and then once the whole situation with the belt got straightened out, they were able to switch the belts out because it was pixelated. Yeah, so that was great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, you know, I um, yeah, I was. <laughs> Like, like I said before, with the, you know, the magazines and being able to follow along with that and kind of learning about these other, um, you know, these other wrestling companies that were out there and these other wrestlers that were out there, yeah. um, I was able to follow along with that. So when I was about 10, 11 or so, and, um, you know, we, we had cable, but our cable system didn't carry like TBS and TNT. So like we got those stations on our system, period, just in the area right around the time that WCW Nitro started. Okay. So like right around the start of the Monday Night Wars is when I even had the ability to watch this wrestling. Same. And I don't know if I don't know if if you know TBS was around and I don't know about Saturday night. Maybe I didn't know about it or whatever the case. But mm-hmm. I also uh started watching WCW with Nitro. Yeah. You know I um I I just I do remember watching like Saturday night um because I remember the set which I still love the set for Saturday night like I, I watched yeah I watched every it, once I got into WCW I watched all of it and I just yeah. didn't know why I didn't watch it before 
Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I, I knew that for me. It was literally just lack of access to the product. You know, so, I also think so because, you know, I was a kid. <clears throat> I was a kid and WCW was very, um, they were more oriented towards adults. It was very mm-hmm, plain. Yeah. The characters were more like real life people, not like, you know, dragons and, and, and I don't yeah. know what else. Um, but like, you would think Ultimo Dragon in WCW. Well, I'm talking about though, sense. like, pre-nitro i'm talking about like pre-nitro oh, yeah. yeah like i just feel like maybe i thought it was too boring because it was more simple and more more adult oriented yeah and you know i i completely get that and it's funny now as an adult where i'm you know i'll be watching a wrestling show whether it's you know one of the big two or it's uh you know an indie show or something like that and i'll be watching technical mat wrestling and i'm like this is really good I would have yeah. hated this 30 years ago. Right. I know. <laughs> hey, I, I just want to say that if you have $8 a month that you will not miss, I say sign up for Fight Plus and watch GCW because that is the best stuff going today. You know, I uh, unless it's a plug, I'm not going to get in the way of any sponsors. I am not um, sponsored by them. I they, I just love it. I, lo- I really enjoy it. I am... Um, this is kind of a twofold thing. Um, I'm uh, I'm uh, subscribed to IWTV. Oh, you're, which, the, you're uh, my rival. Yeah, yeah, because I have Fight lot. Plus. Yeah, well, no, so, see, mind you, there's a lot of stuff on Fight Plus that I'd be willing to spend the money to see. I'm right yeah. there with you. Uh, hey, wrestling fans agreeing that wrestling is good, and you should watch wrestling <laughs> because you I, like wrestling. I, want, oh, I want to get IWTV eventually, but like, you know, money is tight and stuff. But I can oh, justify yeah, the. Yeah. I can justify the fight yeah. plus because, dude, like, so I, I got fight plus for GCW originally. Yeah. Right? But mm-hmm. since then, uh, they've added MLW, which I also yeah. love. I follow. Yeah. And uh, they added, I think they had a New Japan Strong because all the New Japan Strong pay per views are on there. Which I think cool. so. Yeah. I, I, it might just be distribution. I don't, I don't know. It might just be distribution. It probably, it probably won't be live. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. I can like, see about it. Yeah, and that, that's kind of the reason why I, I, I got IWTV is because, yeah. you know, there there's a lot of indies out there that, you know, they won't be able to get onto a fight TV because they're not GCW. And, you know, good for them. GCW is great. They're, they are a legitimate organization, and they're doing well. And I'm never going to be mad that a company is doing well enough to provide opportunities for performers. Like, no. More businesses like that. Um, but with uh, IWTV, there's a local indie um, promotion in New England oh, that's wow. a part of okay. IWTV. And there was one show that they were doing, and I could not go to it. I was like, I really want to see these matches, but I cannot go. Uh, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pay the money. Hell yeah. It- just going to do it. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's one of it's, those, if there's, you know, it's a great week though. That, it's great. Yeah. Because it's just like a fight, you know, you spend, it's, it's 10 bucks a month for IWTV, yeah. but mm-hmm. you know, I can watch the, the weekly show that I, um, you know, that I, it's literally 10 minutes from my house. So if I can't go to the show and give $10 cash to see it in person, I know I can watch it at home, you know, from the comfort of my own couch. Um, but you know, it's, it gives you that flexibility. Like, Hey, I know that there's a guy that I see each week that also works with this other promotion that's, you know, in Maine or it's in Tennessee or something like that. So, 
you have the ability to kind of follow. And um, yeah, I, no, they have. There's some really big prestigious companies in on IWTV. There's a lot of good yeah. stuff I want to watch on there too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's kind of the downside is that when you have such a deep library, it's like. Oh my God! How do I watch all of this? Yeah, dude, and- I I started watching GCW as far back as I could go, which was I mm. think 2018, mm. and I'm I'm in now in 2021. But yeah, like, I'm just consumed with with all the amounts of live wrestling they have, plus WWE pay per views, yeah. AEW pay per views. Mm-hmm. We just added Collision. Yeah, MLW. I watch that every week now. Ring of Honor. I try to watch that when I can, and yeah. it's just like. There's just more wrestling than I can watch. Yeah, and you know what? What I what I love about it is that when you have, um, you know, those the larger companies like your AEW, your GCWs, um, that's and MLW specifically MLW. I'm getting there. Um, that does employ a lot of those, uh, you know, true independent contractors, the guys that are working with local organizations, yeah. those real indie guys. Is that when you're going to like your local indie? you could see someone every week for like six months and then all of a sudden they just pop up on MLW or they pop up on GCW or AEW. And um, like MLW just signed a guy that's, you know, local to, to my, my local promo. Like, is it love Doug? I, yeah. Love Doug. Oh, he's Yeah. They just signed him. I know. Yeah. I, for some yeah. reason I was like thinking about it was love Doug. The, uh, what's is, what is he? Uh, he's creepy. Is he creepy? So that this is what I love. Okay, this is why I love wrestling is because, um, so Love Doug's character in it's um so the weekly show is Wrestling Open, the okay. company that so yeah it's Wrestling Open slash Beyond Wrestling. So Beyond Wrestling is like the big monthly shows by you know, every couple months, and then Wrestling Open they've been doing a show every week. For a year and a half. And they're getting, you know, they got 400 people into one of their shows one week. Like, it's it's incredible what they've been able to do from, you know, hey, we set a record this week. We got 80 people this week to like 300 plus on some shows. It's it's great. And I love to see it. Um, but yeah, so Love Doug first showed up and he literally just came out as, you know, goofy ass stupid like character and we're like what do we do with this <laughs> like like good wrestler wrestling hey the wrestling was good the match was fun and then he came back and he's kind of like really leaning into it. it's like you gotta admire the commitment and no he's a hundred percent a face like people love Doug they love love Doug because like he's that he's like an underdog type character and like you're getting everything you want from a good guy character from him. Um, he actually has a storyline that's running right now that's gonna get resolved at the uh, the next big beyond wrestling show in two weeks. Oh no nice. um, where he's supposed to be getting married. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, so they're they're doing a wedding at the uh, little mean Kathleen. Okay, okay, I know who that so, is. Yeah, and like the whole thing is like there was this big back and forth, like love triangle situation between him, LMK, and Ali Cat. 
Oh, Alley <laughs> so, Catch. Like, I love Alley Catch. Yeah, so, yeah, it, it was going on for, like, six weeks. Like, it was an involved storyline, and it's finally getting wrapped up because uh, Doug lost a match against LMK, and now he had to marry her. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so <laughs> stupid. I love it. That's incredible. Um, it's it's funny because, like, I'm very, like, in 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 touch with the indie scene especially now this year because i've been like watching the five plus shows i've been looking for other shows i've been yeah. trying to find there's even promotions that stream their shows on youtube that you can watch you know yeah and so i'm just watching as much indie stuff as i can i'm on twitter constantly reading about these people reading their stuff you know going over results whatever this and that and love doug is just completely off my radar yeah, um, honestly, I don't think he's been he's been at it for a while. I think he's relatively new to the industry, and I'm I'm more than willing to be wrong about that. Like I'm I, I, I will not besmirch the good name of Love Doug, um, but you know it's that's something that I I really like with um, first of all with the indies in general. You're getting a lot of opportunities to perform wherever you're able to get booked. Um, yeah. But with um, you know with the local show with Wrestling Open. Um, Yes, we know it's it is preordained the results. We understand what's happening in the business. Um, but the whole concept is you come, you perform, you win, you come back. And there's a lot of people that have come for like the tryout match before the show even starts. Well, uh, the the air show starts and it's hey, like you can work. Why don't we know you? Like, let's get wow. you back. And a lot of it is really organic where you have these guys where, you know, they might only be six months, a year, two years in that they've only been doing, you know, the the outlaw mud shows. Uh, oh, you know, what's and- funny is um, in the in the timeline 2021 GCW, the current show I'm watching is GCW outlaw mud show. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> maybe maybe they were all on the GCW show and I just missed it. Um, <laughs> but like you're you're getting to see um you know a lot of those people getting those opportunities. Um you know yeah. I I don't know I don't know their status with MLW and I'm not going to presume to know anything about that. But I know Love Doug just started working with MLW. Um but um are you following uh, MLW at all? Um, I'm starting to, because I'm seeing how many of the people I see each week are with them. So like, okay. um, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on all of these. Yeah, so like, um, going back to Nitro, I started watching yeah. Nitro cause I'm like Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, Ric Flair, Lex Luger. I know all these yeah. people. Why am I not watching this? Exactly. And, and that's kind of, you know, what, what my whole point is, you know, talking about with the Indies and all that is like, there's so many great performers that like, Oh, just because they're on a different brand, like you can't watch it. No. And that's, you know, when yeah, we, right. you know, when the Monday night wars started heating up, yeah, we're, you're still a WWF family. Like but the streaming that's, service war is really real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I pay for fight. You play for IWTV. So we're on almost the size of that. Oh yeah. I'm just, I'm and just you saying, know what? I'm just saying, you know what? Uh, 
some of the guys wrestling on GCW are getting paid to wrestle with IWTV too. Yeah, no, there's, I mean, that's, there, there's a lot of crossover there just because these, yeah. these, these companies are on this site and these companies are on this site. And like you said, they're true mm-hmm. independent contractors. So like Effie's over on W shows on IWTV and Alley Cat yeah. and all these people that I really like. And so, yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and end of the day, like, like I said, I want them to be successful, period. Like, you know, I, I want you, I want you getting enough bookings that you're able to do this as your job. Oh. Like, I want this to be your full time job. Like, the reason why you know, I asked you if you follow MLW, do you know how they brought Love Doug in? No. Um, no, they're doing is a thing he which I'm like, creepy stalker. Well, they're doing a thing which I never saw before. It must be new. They're doing what they're calling a draft. They're calling okay. it a draft where like on each show uh, there's going to be like maybe three segments on each show where they do a draft pick, right? And they're, they're spread out throughout the show. Like one was Matt Cardona and there's yeah. like the next MLW draft pick is Matt Cardona. And then he kind of cuts a promo. So this last Thursday on MLW fusion, they're like the next draft pick is three, two, one. And then love Doug cuts a promo. And then that's all, that's all so far. So like Love Doug's going oh. to MLW, and then he just cuts a promo. But the thing was, is yeah, I thought he was creepy because he was, I thought he was talking about like making some woman MLW fall in love with him, and then like even though she didn't want to, he still wanted her to. And I'm just yeah. like, oh my gosh, creeper status. Yeah, but I kind of misunderstood uh, what he was doing though. But here's the funny thing: uh, you might be a hundred percent right. Like. <laughs> That may be 100% exactly what his character is going to be in MLW um, because, like, it could go either way. Like, yeah. if you're playing it up for laughs and it's, you know, a good time, you know, silly wrestling for, you know, lack of a better term, it's it's phenomenal. It's great. But if he comes in and is a heel... Oh my god, it's also gonna work and it's gonna work. Really I just don't well. wanna I mean he looks he looks too much like that other sleaze guy, and I just don't I don't want him to be sleazy because he looks too um, much like the other guy that's canceled. I, I just I, I do hope, um, and again, you know, without knowing what the storyline is or ha- like having him do more than just the promo, um, you know, I do hope it is more of the the silly fun, like yeah. I'm a wrestling cupid character. Because uh, I think that it works very well, um, right. and it was but, my know, first my first time. So I mean, I could have just been like, "What is what is happening here? What is this?" Yeah, you know, because yeah. yeah, that's why you said, you know, your audience reacted when you when they first saw him for the first time. Like, what is this? Yeah, and you know, it, it, especially when all you have is literally a promo or just yeah. one. And it's match. like it's like a quick promo. Like you know, this is Love Dog. Like, hey, everybody, yeah. hi. Uh, yeah, it's it's like um you know uh, only because I know they've been wrestling with MLW as well. Um, one of the teams that one of the tag teams that performs with um, you know locally here in Massachusetts pretty frequently is the main event. Which okay, uh, have yeah, you seen? I'm, I'm familiar. Yeah. So first time I saw them, um, it was an AEW dark squash match. Like nice. That's all it was. But I'm looking at like I see them and I'm like. I'm bought in, hundred percent sold. This is absolutely a tag team that seven year old Kevin would be in love with. I'm bought and sold. Get me a T-shirt. 
I'm all for it. Love the gimmick. And, you know, I'm, I'm watching them there. You know, when I started going to local shows, once I was back in Massachusetts, um, it was, yeah, like they're, they're your typical kind of like, you know, mid nineties, mid card tag team. That's like, you're only going to be faces. Like, how can you be anything but that? But they actually had a really good heel turn locally and it worked so well. And it's like, and, and seeing these guys perform and liking them as performers, liking them as wrestlers, liking the characters, and being able to see them go from kind of your stock babyface characters to having a good heel run, like, okay, you like it will work either way. And you're able to work it either way. Um, you know, obviously there's always gonna be those guys that, you know, they're they can only be a heel. There's no way you can convincingly turn them face or you're always going to be a face. There's no way you, we could convincingly turn you heel. Yeah. But, Ray Mysterio. You know, yeah. Like evil Ray Mysterio. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the evil underdog. <laughs> yeah. It's like bad guy, Ricky Steamboat. Right. Like, okay. Yeah, that's not possible. And his real name's Richard Blood. Like, Oh my god, that's such a bad guy name. Oh my gosh, his name could be Dick Blood. Yeah. <laughs> Boo, Dick Blood. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Let's boo Dick Blood. <laughs> I forget the, how he got the name Ricky Steen, but I heard the story on some podcast and it's really fun. I remember like, you know, he didn't want to use his real name. They're like, dude, you have like the greatest wrestling name ever. Yeah. Blood. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. It's like, um, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed that I'm just, I only learned it a couple of weeks ago, but when I learned that Kenny Omega's real name is Tyson Smith, I'm like, that's a great wrestling name. Yeah, Kenny yeah, Omega's yeah. kind of silly. Like, really? Kenny? You Kenny want Kenny? I know. Kenny? Like, <laughs> really? Like, Tyson does sound tougher than Kenny. Yeah, I would take my chances with Kenny. I don't know if I would take my chances with Tyson. But hey. It's also like a combination, though, of like Tyson Kidd and D.H. Smith, um, the Heart Foundation, the new Heart Foundation. Yeah. But end of day, um, yeah, I think he did all right for himself as Kenny. I think yeah. he's doing okay. Yeah. Mr. Mister AEW over here. Yeah. Kenny Omega. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's cool though. I, 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 I'm glad that you are into that because I encourage people to like, I, I say fight plus or whatever, but like IWTV, like any of those streaming mm-hmm. services, like just the things that you'll see on there are just amazing. And I really enjoy having it. Yeah. And you know, it's like with anything else, like if, if you're invested in whatever the medium is, like if you're into music, if you're into comedy, um, like stage shows, TV, like if you've, go and seek out those things that are off the beaten path. You're going to find things that are good and different and new. And then you have the ability to be like, Hey, I like, I was aware of this. Like I knew they were doing this before it got super popular. And, you know, you get to be a bit of a hipster about it. And it's it's cool (laughs) because, you know, like, you look at, um, you know, the, the last blood, uh, AEW blood and guts, you know, the, um, the, the five man cage match and you see Wheeler Yuta getting his ass handed to him on top of the cage. And I'm like, 
I saw him wrestle Masha Slamovich for like 50 people at a bingo hall. Wow. Holy shit. Like, That's crazy. But, oh, I heard, I heard the police. <laughs> yeah, I got some of them down the street. They're passed by, yeah. so I'm not in trouble. But, it's not for me. They're not breaking down the doors for these hot wrestling tapes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you hear that AEW uh, trademarked AEW Plus? I did. I've not read too much into it, but I mean, there's nothing I mean, yet to really. There's like zero information on it. It's just this is what happened. Yeah. We know everybody, and then everybody's just kind of thinking that it's going to be a, a streaming service. Yeah, I mean, how can it not be? Like, if you have any kind of inclination about media in general, how can your first thought not be, "Oh, they're doing a streaming service." And, you know, I mean, I'm all for it because, you know, obviously, you know, WWE had the network before it got bought out by Peacock. Well, it got, you know, bought out and put on Peacock. Um, Which is a terrible mistake. Terrible, terrible move. Peacock is awful. You know, I, I can only speak for the Peacock experience because I was not signed up for it when it was the network. I've only heard... Like, oh, oh, those are the glory days. Like, no, the yeah, they were, man. They were. Um, all I know is there was one year uh, that my wife wanted to watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and we didn't have any type of, like, over-air TV access. And she was like, I just want to watch it on the TV. I'm going to do a free trial of Peacock so I can watch it. And I was like, oh, that's that's rad. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, yeah, cool, just do it. And then as soon as it was over, I was like, wait, I can watch wrestling on this. <laughs> and it's and, totally worth it, you know? Yeah. It's and totally the, worth the, it, five bucks or whatever it is a month. Also, yeah, if the, you if you get it on Black Friday, if you send it for it on Black Friday, or like I think that weekend, you can get it for, I have it for $1 a month for a year, for 12 months. Okay. And I, mean, I have Hulu for $2 a yeah. year for... 12 months. Gonna have to keep an eye out that, for that because, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd gladly discontinue for a month and then come back with it. Um, you might have a yeah, we, uh, address. Oh, oh no. <laughs> like they don't just give those out for free. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I, like every yeah. single person doesn't have 12 email addresses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just a matter of remembering which email is actually linked. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> like, I hate uh, that. <laughs> yeah, no, we uh, we got signed up for uh, for Peacock, and as soon as I realized I could watch wrestling, the first thing I did, I went to Google to find out what TV tapings uh, happened in my hometown. Just oh, wow. watch matches that I went to. <laughs> so I found an episode of Superstars that was filmed in like at an arena that doesn't exist anymore in in Massachusetts. And I was like, I went to that show. I was there. Wow. What year was it? Uh, this this specific one, I think, was 93. Okay. I went to um, a Superstars taping in 93 as well. January of 93, it was the day before the Rumble. It, yeah, this one was, um, it was May of 93. So it was like King of the Ring qualifying matches. Wow, and, um, that's cool. Yeah. The, the, Big, the big thing with, with it, in hindsight, not in the moment, but in hindsight, 
It was the TV debut of the Smoking Guns. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are they, where are they from? So, They're from Cleveland? Where are they from? Uh, they, they built them from Texas. From I know. Texas, um, okay. Yeah, I know Billy Gunn. Like, I, I believe he's legitimately from Texas. I'm not sure where Bart Gunn was originally. Well, is really from, but um, yeah, they. Uh, it's crazy yeah, that it you was, say that because when I went to Superstars, it was the TV debut of the Giant Gonzalez. But but it was he, he came out and he cut a promo on the little stage area. But yeah, he didn't officially debut on TV until the Rumble the next day. So it was like, who the fuck yeah, is this? And that's the, yeah, like, and and that's the kind of like the, the the amazing thing about the old wrestling shows is like they literally film a month worth of TV at one show and then aired it piecemeal over the next month. So you have like almost like no idea what's going on because you're not supposed to because it hasn't aired yet and then it's pre-internet so it's not like you can just be, you know go online and spoil a month worth of storylines like unless you have a friend who lives on the other side of the country and knows dave Meltzer. <laughs> like one time oh, I, I live in the same uh i'm dave Meltzer is also from san jose um so i oh, uh, so you're the one who's thinking of the storylines <laughs> i went to a i went to a house show as a teenager, so this is like years yeah. later, right? This is like ninety-seven or ninety-eight or something, and uh, it was a house show, and they explained. They literally got the house mic, and they explained to us that such and such tag team won the tag team championships last night. However, it hasn't aired on TV yet, but they're going to come out as the champions. So don't be alarmed. Yeah. Don't be shocked. This is a real thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They literally it, it, told us that. That was crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, I mean, okay, modern day, you, you'll have those tape shows that don't air right away. I just, I don't know. I just never, I don't like spoilers. Like, I don't actively seek out ways to ruin things that I like. Yeah. So, same. You know, if it's like a pay per view, or if it's like an episode of Rampage or something like that that was already taped, I'm, I don't want to know who won the match. If I find out who won the match, then okay, fine, I'll still watch it, see how good of a match it was. But usually, with a with a show like that, like a Rampage, that's like taped on Wednesday or whatever. Yeah. I will want to see what happened just so I know if I want to watch it or not. Like, is this worth watching? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I've I've not seen enough episodes of Rampage of late to really be able to uh, speak to kind of the improved quality of it. But I remember there was um, an AEW taping. I went to actually two. I went to one in Boston, and then I went to another one in Worcester. And the one in Worcester, uh, the one in Boston, like anybody who left early is an idiot. Just it, like yeah, no, they um, tape they tape like twelve shows in one night. Yeah, and uh, like the main event of the of Rampage for that uh, for that taping was uh, I think it was Young Bucks versus FTR. So it's like, yeah, oh, no one's wow. no one's leaving for that. That's there's, like main event. That's like a main event. Yeah. That's like a pay per view match. Yeah, and the opening match of Rampage was um, I forget who he wrestled, but it was um, Brian Danielson. 
So it was like, I think it was Brian Danielson versus, I'm going to say like Sean Spears or something like that. So it wasn't like, okay, who's going to go over? Who's winning yeah, this Yeah, it like, wasn't like Zack Sabre Jr. Exactly. But still, you know, you're, you're watching Brian Danielson. Like you're, yep. you're going to watch Brian Danielson. Um, so like nobody was leaving for, for Rampage. Like nobody was, ah, no, I don't need to see it. I'll catch it Friday. Everyone wanted to see that match and it was a hundred percent worth it. Oh, absolute banger of a match. Um, but then when I saw them a few months later in Worcester, it was, you know, the, it was a fine episode, but so many people left because they were like not, they, they knew what the matches were going to be. They weren't fully invested in it. And it was like, eh, we can see it on Friday. It's fine. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I've just, I've always been in the mindset, like, if I'm paying money to see an event, I'm going to see every second of that event, if at all possible. So, like, I was there for all the dark matches, sat through the changeovers, stayed till the very end. And if not for the fact that, like, I needed to get out because I had a very early morning the next day. I would have stayed for, you know, send them home happy stuff at the end. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil I don't yeah. want to spoil it for people. So I feel like Rampage um, is suffering because they have so much like dynamite and collision now. And like Rampage is kind of mm. like just there still. And dynamite and collision are both live. And, you know, Rampage is always yeah. pre taped. Uh, once in a while they have a live rampage, but not very often. Yeah, I, I think um, if it's they like had, they had the rampage rumble recently, that was fun. Yeah, um, and you know, the, give people a reason to show up, even if they know like how it ends, if they know the results, like make it a fun show. Give them a match that even if you know that the results, yeah. you still need to see it. Um, and you know that, that again. That goes back to my whole thing. Like, don't spoil it for me. I don't want to know what happens. I want to be able to see it myself. So if there's you know a great setup, like as and, you know, Dynamite's going off the air, and we'll see you on Friday for the like for you know this match, this this just announced match. Like, okay, I know that you know Dynamite just went off the air, and they're going to be filming that match in 45 minutes. I'm not going to be on Twitter or on Google in two hours trying to get the results. And now yeah. I'm gonna avoid gonna avoid YouTube. We're gonna avoid the internet for the day and I'm gonna watch the match when it airs on Friday. Yeah. Um, but you know, also, you know, I we're from that era where they would have a month's worth of TV filmed in one day. And the and, sad part is is they film a month's worth of TV, but for the way that life is now, it's a week's worth of TV. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah it really is. Yeah. And you know a lot of people, I, I'll say this, a lot of people kind of, you know, I, I know they're not broadcast, they're not doing them anymore, but a lot of people kind of shit on the whole concept of, like, dark and elevation. And, like, that that is literally the type of TV programming that I grew up watching, you know? <laughs> giving yeah, your superstars. Yeah, no, it really is. It's superstars, essentially, yeah. Yeah. Giving your, your main event talent, your named talent, the opportunity to go out there and have a three-minute squash match. It's, it's actually better than the superstars for us now because now the person that they're having a squash match against, we also care about that person, and we're like, yay, that guy has a TV credit now, or that lady has a TV credit now. Yeah, 
And, and that's something that I really, you know, I personally think is great because yeah, there's, there's going to be those people that you're going to see in those, you know, those dark matches that get a real shot, they get a fair shake and they get to live their dream and they get to become, you know, a real professional performer. And there's going to be a lot of people that don't, and you know, it's the nat- the nature of any type of performance industry. Um, but those people that are on those dark matches, on those, you know, matches that aren't necessarily going to showcase their ability, they're going to be able to then turn around to a promoter they haven't worked with. Like, yeah, I did a dark match. Like, I, I was on AEW Dark. I Here's my match against Kenny Omega. Yeah. Against Tyler exactly. Smith. Yeah. Where like, Tyson and, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tyson Smith. Wait, who was that? Oh, oh, Kenny Omega. You wrestled Kenny Omega. Yes, we would like to. Book <laughs> I call you. him Tyson. You know, we're buddies now. Oh See yeah. Tape? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to blow up his spot, but I have him saved on my phone as Tyson. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, now th- this is definitely a little bit of the um, you know, because I, I, I I fell off on wrestling for a long time, like basically the end of the Attitude Era until COVID. I was kind of like passively aware of what was happening in wrestling. I wasn't actively watching it. So when COVID hit and, you know, like Ring of Honor shut down and, you know, if you weren't what, if you weren't WWE or AEW, you really weren't running shows. And a lot of those independent performers that were on, you know, your GCWs on your uh, Ring of Honors, they had to go back to the indie, uh, you know, the, the, the indies, and you know work as they were able to. And there wasn't um, a lot of that. E- I mean, there was some of it, but there wasn't yeah. a lot of that either. Yeah. So there were a good number of you know people that now, in hindsight, I'm aware they were on those those shows, um, like Willow Nightingale. I had no idea who she was. All I knew was that she was occasionally on Dark. But she was wrestling every couple weeks at my local indie show. So all I know is, hey, there's this indie performer for you know for all I know, this independent performer who's getting a real good opportunity with with this company, not knowing that she was with Ring of Honor before. But before, I think she had a real like like pen to paper contract. She was in a uh, a six uh, a six woman tag match at an AEW show that I went to, and th- at that point in time, I would say probably about ten percent of the crowd in the audience goes to the local indie, and they were cheering for her. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense because they know so her. They because the know her. There, wow. Now, there's a lot of other great performers there. I, th- and then um, I think people like it when our people make it, you know? Exactly. And and it's a little bit of a, yeah, we knew you were good. We knew you were going to be successful. And seeing them have that opportunity. So, like, Willow Nightingale getting a real good run with um you know, with Ring of Honor now. um And still popping up in uh, AEW. She won the... Um, the the Owen Hart tournament, yeah? Yeah, she did. Did you, so, I don't I'm, know if you did or if you didn't, have, or if you even have the opportunity to see it. She had a match a couple of months ago against Mercedes Monet, formerly Sasha Banks. Yeah. Yeah. It was and to she, crown, um, it was to crown yeah, the first yeah. ever um, New Japan Strong Women's Champion. Yeah. And that belt was designed and made for Mercedes Monet to win. They're yeah. saying, Mercedes Monet, here's your belt for you. 
we just need to find something for you to beat in order to win it. Yeah. And, and then, then yeah, she got she got hurt in the match, right? Yeah, so they did a spot where they were both on the top rope and Mercedes fell off the top rope yeah. to the floor and she landed on her feet and she broke or sprained or whatever she yeah. did to her ankle. Could not, and could not finish, could not do the finish. Well, what I mean at this point, right, it's just kind of speculation. So yeah. I am speculating that she told Willow, she communicated to Willow to beat her. Yeah. Because she couldn't continue the match. She couldn't continue wrestling yeah. at this point. Willow hit uh, what her move is, which is a Batista bomb. Mm-hmm. And the referee goes, one, two, and he stopped. Because he knew that that wasn't the finish. And then they say, just do it. And then Willow hit the bomb again. And the referee counted one, two, three, and yeah. made history. She became the first yeah. Japan strong and women's you, champion. And yeah, it's amazing. And, and she like it was just so incredible. Yeah, and and you know, to Mercedes' credit, and I think uh, you know, I not that I'm going to be beating my chest and you know standing on a soapbox defending her, but like a lot of people had a lot of negative things to say about her when she and Naomi, you know, were leaving. Yeah. Um, Especially Michael Cole on television. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Especially, so like to see her, like she she could have you know done like the uh, you know Steve Austin broken neck roll up. Like she could have flexed her muscles. She probably could have. Like no, I'm supposed to win this. We'll figure it out after. But she she was a real professional and said, I can't do this. I like. What what am I going to do? I'm going to win the match, get the title, and then immediately vacate it? No, that's going to damage the reputation of the belt before it even has a chance to get established. Like I won it, and now I'm leaving it, and now I'm you know affecting potential long term storytelling for myself. No, like hey, I got hurt, I can't finish. And yeah, like you said, history books, Willow Nightingale, the first champion. Yeah. You can't yeah. take that away. And that like, was such an amazing moment. It really was. It was yeah. Super cool. And, you know, going back to, you know, uh, I, I said this uh, before we started recording, you know, working with positive people, you know, Willow Nightingale, I I don't think it's an act. I've, I've, I have encountered her in those. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She has such home. good vibes. And you can't have fake vibes. Yeah. Oh, you, you she can. Has such you good can, vibes. She has such good energy. Yeah. I, I love everything about Willow. Yeah. Yeah. She's incredible. And, you know, she's also, it's, she's a little bit more in demand now, understandably. But, you know, she still pops up occasionally on those, those indie shows. Like she, she's not too big for where she came from. She's still going to, you know, make those appearances and, you know, kind of give the rub to those people that she worked with before. And, you know, another person who's kind of, you know, got his but still comes back, uh, Max Caster. Oh, you know, yeah, he does a lot of indie shows, I see. Max Caster has done a summer, he calls it the summer residency. He has been performing at the same, rest, like, at Wrestling Open in central Massachusetts every week this entire summer. Like, does he rap? I think it, uh, he doesn't. He he doesn't come out. He doesn't do. Uh, he's actually a heel, which I love because you get a lot of AEW fans who they've never been to an indie show, so they're like, "Oh, I love Max Caster. He's so funny in his raps." And he comes out and he's like, 
I'm going to shit talk Worcester. Wow. I'm not, it's it's I'm, crazy <laughs> to um, imagine though Max Caster without Anthony Bowens. Yeah, it's no, it is. It is a little weird um, because I mean, you've seen the they're married to each other. Like they are together. Yeah. They are always together, and you really can't have one without the other. Um, but before before he got uh, Max got signed, you know, he was he was a, like going to those weekly shows, like the monthly shows in Massachusetts, um, because you know he, he's in New York. You know, it's not that long of a drive you know it's three four hours from wherever you are in new york to get to a you know an indie spot in massachusetts so he was going and he was working with them pretty frequently until he got until he got signed and then it was eh, hey i have i'm gonna be in town for aew like i'm good for a spot if you if you want me to come in he'd come in but then it's like well i'm gonna be here every week this summer I'm sorry, what? Like <laughs> former AEW tag champion wow. Platinum Max Caster is gonna be wrestling every week for like four months? What? Okay, yeah, cool. And, but it's uh, good for him though, because it's almost like like for a comedian who's kind of made it big that's still going to open mics in a sense. Yeah. Because because he's still he's at the bottom of of mainstream right he's kind of not yeah. at the bottom maybe maybe like um mid carter right a little bit up yeah. mid carter whatever not not at the bottom but like yeah you know he's not like aaron solo no offense aaron solo but um you know and so he's still out here and, and open wrestling getting his reps in because he wants yeah. to get higher on the mainstream level yeah and that's the thing you know he's putting he's putting in the work for himself like yeah. he's getting the recognition in for himself but you know he's also you know, for lack of a better word, giving the rub to some of those indie guys. Like he's yeah. giving the them the opportunity to say, "Hey, I wrestled Max Caster, or I was in a tag team with Max Caster." And just as you know, as a comedian, your credits are very important. When you mm-hmm. say, "Hey, I opened for this person, I performed at this venue," that means something, and. You know, to say, yeah, I I was involved in a match with Max Caster, or I pinned Max Caster. Yeah, that there's, there's this yeah. kid who I is kid. He's like twenty, you know, twenty three, twenty four, yeah. whatever. I interviewed him a few months ago, like a month or two ago. His name is Jack Tomlinson, and he's mm-hmm. super cool, super cool wrestler. He pinned MJF in what was MJF's last indie match. You know what? You can't take that away from him. Nope. Especially because he's the world champion now, and that makes it even better too. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that's that's the great thing is you know, you have these guys, the, the, these guys, these women that are doing, you know, these big things. Um and you know I don't want to say being humble or having humility, but like they're they're willing to go to these smaller venues to perform not i mean yeah some of them are probably just there for the paycheck but they're going and they're being able to you know work with these lesser known talents people that may not have as much time in as they do may not have had the same opportunities that they've had yeah and it's it's something nice to see like um you know one of the last times aew was in massachusetts um uh emmy sakura was uh wrestling on one of the shows 
And her flight, I think she was heading back to Japan uh, and her flight actually got canceled. Like it was canceled. It was like not going to go out until Friday and they were, you know, it was a Wednesday. So she just asked some of the other people in, you know, on the road with her, like, Hey, what are you guys doing? Like, I, I can't leave the country, but I can't really go anywhere. And, um, it was, um, Mesaruga and Balianaki, um, were wrestling in Worcester and they're like, Hey, um, we have a booking in town. I don't know if like we can get you on the match, but like we're, we're going to be there if you just want to hang out. And she just showed up. And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just here. I don't, I don't need to wrestle. And right, because if she didn't go there, she still wouldn't be wrestling anyway. Yeah. So like, I, I'm not asking for a spot. Like, I don't right. need to perform. I'm not asking to get. Paid. I'm not, I wasn't planning on it tonight. At this yeah, point. yeah. And the, you know, they were like, well. But then, if you you're a promoter like, you and Amy, someone, you know, she walks in the door, you're gonna put her on the ring. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and you know. And and with uh with Emmy, like she she wasn't booked, she wasn't for, you know supposed to be there, and she just kind of went and hung out in street clothes, and she was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take pictures. Like I have oh, some wow. shirts. Like I, I don't I don't want to set up a table. Like, are you sure? Like, we can do this. And she was literally there just to watch the show, talk to other performers, and literally you know, pass wisdom on to the next generation for somebody who's been doing it for as long as she has. That's and, cool. you know, you love to see, and actually, um, I think it was the same show, interestingly enough, um, the, the big featured performer was Evil Uno, and he kind of did the same thing. Like, he was like, I don't, like, no, don't put me with the rest of the guys. Give them their own space. Give them the opportunity to talk with their people, you know, talk with the fans, I don't like. I don't even set up a table. Like, dude, you you can do that. It's okay. Like, nope, don't want to. Oh, okay. Good guy, evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. These guys, these guys that are getting this opportunity because AEW is around mm-hmm. and and giving opportunities to these people, you know, and they're giving yeah. back to wrestling, which is fantastic. Yeah. Hell yeah. You love to see it. <laughs> I do. Absolutely do. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. What else is new in wrestling? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't cover it at all. <laughs> I mean, uh, wasn't SummerSlam like two days ago? No, it's... When is it? Saturday. It's this Saturday. Uh, this Saturday. Oh, I'm gonna yeah, I was like, wait. I'm recording, a, I'm recording a preview episode tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, I was... I, I, I was driving somewhere yesterday and I was like, wait a minute, summer? Like, I, I clearly misread it. But I was like, wait, SummerSlam already? Yeah, it's really if SummerSlam, SummerSlam in July. What? Last year, SummerSlam was in July and that felt really weird. Oh, that felt it was really wrong. weird. Even SummerSlam in the first week of August feels weird. Like, to me, like, SummerSlam should be like April, you know, August 29th, August 30th. Yeah, it's the last weekend before school starts. It's a big party before the end of the summer. Yeah. It should be right before Labor Day. It should like, be right before, yes, I agree. The last Sunday of August. Yep. I agree. Um, yeah, uh, it's yeah, and, and, you know, I think uh, you know part of the reason why I kind of you know way way back when kind of started to lose. I don't want to say lost interest because I still, like I said, passively followed for a while. Was there being a pay per view every month? 
like that one got very like very heavy for me it's like you can't just enjoy a storyline building up for a couple of oh but yeah that didn't really affect me because my dad had the like the cable box <laughs> and so, oh, so you're you know, just, yeah i could just watch them start charging people to come over your house to watch <laughs> yeah just charge admission <laughs> five bucks ahead you cheap bastards <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I think um, it's it's that fine line because you know, obviously uh, you know having Peacock and being able to watch the premium live events. Oh, I hate that um, term though. Oh, you it's know, terrible. I will say it's great marketing, but oh, I hate it. It's, it Is it, it, it PPVs or PLEs? No, PPV pay per view. Uh, it's pay per view. It's still um, yeah. It's a the big show at the end is a pay per view. Yeah. Um, so it, it's weird because I think it's great that you're able to have those big events every month and kind of have those, a storyline that might only need three weeks, you can get it to the pay-per-view, but a longer storyline that's going to take a couple of, you know, six, eight weeks, you could start something before the rumble and have it work up to WrestleMania that works. But yeah. if you have the smaller storylines, you can get them in beforehand. But, but see, like, the, the whole concept of wrestling, like going back to like the studio, like the 80s, you know, back in like the studio days, they had wrestling on TV to tease what were the storylines. So you go to the show. So you go yeah. because because their television is only local. It's an infomercial for the, the yeah. live event. Now, fast forward to the 90s. It's an infomercial for the pay-per-view. Yeah, Monday Night Raw is an infomercial for backlash or yeah. for breakdown or whatever. So yeah, it's it's the like... yeah, it's it's the teaser. It's it's yeah. to get you a taste for what you're gonna get. And yeah, okay, totally understand. Yeah, it's a business; they have to make money. But yeah, it, yeah it was... there are a lot of them. Yeah, and and it feels like because it's not just like the every month. Uh, pay-per-view with WWE, you're also getting the NXT ones as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're going to have... And NXT isn't every month, is it? No, it's not. No. It's like, I think it's quarterly. Which, I like that. You know, I, I like the big four and then the big five. Um, yeah, I do too. It's a good concept. Yeah, you know, and, when, and when it was the big five, when it was King of the Ring, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series. I love King of the Ring so much. King of the Ring was one of my favorites. Yes. Um, I and mean, I hear Vince never loved it. Vince doesn't like tournaments because you can't yeah. like promote matches. You can't guarantee matches. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you can't guarantee that you're going to see this match in the finals because you're not supposed to know yeah. that Stone Cold versus Jake the Snake Roberts. But one of the best ever, one of the best tournaments ever was that one in Survivor Series 98 where the Rock went corporate at the end. Like, that was such a good tournament. And, Um, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, everyone talks about WrestleMania. You know, it's the the granddaddy of them all. It's the Super Bowl of wrestling. And I'm just thinking, like, when I was a kid, that was was always the last one I cared about. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nice. The one you're supposed to want to see the most. And I'm like, eh. Like give me, give me Survivor Series. I like those five man elimination tag. <laughs> yes. Give me the Rumble. Give me the King of the Ring. Even SummerSlam. It was like, hey, it's wrestling and the summer. I don't have to worry about going to bed early. Yeah, I mean, you just made a great point for all the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, and then 
WrestleMania. Well, WrestleMania 10 was really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> With a mournful tear running down our cheek. <laughs> 30 years ago, WrestleMania 10. <laughs> Man, I remember watching that one was live. That's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's all the wrestling that we've seen. Yeah. And yeah. that's the one... That's something I love with, you know, uh, the younger wrestling fans. Like, I, I, a guy I worked with for a while, I've known him for, for years, uh, huge wrestling dude. But he was, he's just young enough that he didn't, he wasn't watching during the Monday Night Wars. So he's like, what was it like? And I was like, dude, I was literally slipping back between channels. <laughs> WWF's on, Raw's on commercial, I'm going to Nitro. Nitro's on commercial, I'm going to Raw. And like that, that's how you watched. And it was really like that intense. It was such a great time. And then, you know, so many crazy things happened. He was like, what was it like seeing mankind getting thrown off the top of the hell in the cell? I was like, I'm 12 and I thought I saw a guy get murdered on television. <laughs> like, yeah, that was the crazy. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Uh, gotta see all the cool shit. <laughs> No, it's true though. Oh, I got a loud hot rod. Hot rods outside, Roddy Piper. Yeah, being loud, a loud hot rod outside. Um, yeah, yeah. No, we got all the best shit. You know, I was able to see you know everything from like the best of Bret Hart to the best of Brian Danielson. You know, and everything in between. Yeah, and it's it's great because you're seeing like the evolution of of the sport. You're seeing the evolution of the show. You're seeing. You know, people learning from the past and kind of correcting the mistakes that were made. Um, but you're also seeing, you know, those future all time greats. You know, like when I when I was a kid and they bring out like classy Freddie Blassie, like, yeah, that's cool. I, I <laughs> he was he retired before I was even born. Like that that's cool. But now it's like. You got these kids that are, you know, eight, ten years old, and they're bringing out like, they're bringing out Ric Flair, like, yeah, that, that's cool. Like, Grandpa knows him, but it's like, no, he was really that good. He was one of the best to ever do it. You need to pay attention to what he's doing. Uh, like, they, no, it, that it, even happened in like the nineties, ninety three. Ric Flair yeah. left. Because he wasn't as over as Vince wanted him to be. And he yeah. said, hey, I'm going to drop you down the card or you can leave. Yeah. Well, I'm going to leave and be at the top of the card for another decade. Exactly. And, uh, I'm going to go be at the top of the card somewhere else. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's the crazy thing. You know, we're talking about kind of like brand loyalty and all that. You know, when I think Ric Flair, I don't think Ric Flair in the WWF. I, I only think of Ric Flair in WCW. And I know... You know, he, he came to WWE after, you know, um, you know, after WCW collapsed. But my brain is just like, no, why? When I think Ric Flair, I think NWA, WCW, Ric Flair with kind of like a brief layover for the Royal Rumble and a WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, no, and, he, he had a quick like year and a half, I think. Yeah, he, he showed up long enough for me to be aware of who he was, and then he was back in Atlanta. I'm, when I think of yep. Ric Flair, I think of uh, TNA Wrestling. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Somebody out there. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Awesome, man. Well, uh, let's just wrap it up. What's your, uh, you want to plug your social media? Yeah. Um, I'm on every social media for the most part, um, under at Kevin H Brady. Uh, that H is important before you think, uh, you're talking to a congressman from Texas. So. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, since I, I, I really appreciate like how much into the indie wrestling you are in, you are, and uh, maybe we can, uh, you know, come back every now and then and uh, review some shows. The indie recap. <laughs> Hell yeah, the indie recap. Uh, anyway, you can find me at Funky Sam Medina. You can find the podcast on Twitter at PWM Podcast. I have it on Threads, but I don't log on because uh, I have to log out and then log back in, and that's just too much work for me. Anyways, hell yeah. Thank you very much, Kevin. No problem. Thanks for having me.